0: Hello and welcome to another episode of R2Pants. I'm Vivian And I'm Leah. And this week we're just going to see where the conversation takes us. To be decided. (laughs) And so we were just talking about... How we're struggling to, even though we're both working now, to stick with a regular routine. Like, I, for the last, for this week, I've been waking up at 7 30 in the morning. Even if I've stayed in bed, I've been like awake and like aware that I should be up and being productive. And even on Monday, I woke up at 7 30, I did a workout in the morning, I stretched, I showered, and then I got ready to start my day. But that was just for Monday, but it's something.
1: Wow wow you've done more than I've done this whole week like bro more than I've done this whole week
0: a good part of being in an office is that you have people to watch you and hold you accountable yeah but that was that one magical day the rest of the time I've been waking up yes it's 7 30 just because I want to get into the habit of it just because I know that there's so much time that I'm losing but this morning I was reading until 9 50 just reading uh, a story that made me feel a little better and (laughs) and, um yeah and then I know that I have a zoom call at 10 a.m so I had that those 10 minutes to rush throw another top on blah 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 and get ready but I just I want to do more with my day
1: no it's good it's good I don't feel that um it's a weird thing because I'm always in bed like and I remember I've read that you should try to dissociate your bed with like work and sleep you should mm. just at- attach it to just sleeping, and then maybe your living room for just working
0: but I think that that is that is very much a thing for people with privilege and like people with more more yeah. than one room because I remember when I was a more student than one reading about yeah. it as a student and it's like and as a student you're lucky if you have a common sharing area. Like a, like a, sometimes yeah. you don't have a living room. Sometimes it's just the kitchen. Like as a student or as someone who is renting just a room in a house, that is your everything. So I have like my bed. I have a desk and I try and sit at my desk, but my back is starting to hurt. And now I'm just sitting more on my bed. But yeah, yeah, you just do what you got to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to make it work for yourself. So every day, like I say to myself, okay, Viv, you have to be in bed like sleeping by 12 12 o'clock latest 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 because I'm blessed not blessed but I'm lucky that my day basically always starts an hour before you guys Mm. and because I work for a British company it means that I can wake up at 10 and still be early for work right but obviously I have to work an hour more but it's it still works out that I can sleep a little bit longer than than maybe I would be able to in London but yeah man it's just so much effort like I don't get to sleep until sometimes three o'clock
0: what are you doing sorry I didn't mean to judge (laughs) (laughs) I'm like there's only so much Netflix there's only so much YouTube only so much TikTok do you know what I'm saying that but there are times when that happens to me as well I take back my judgment I take it back (laughs) No, your
1: judgment was so strong I almost felt like wow Leah must be the most I don't even know because I was like damn sis was there any need for that okay my self-hatred must have just jumped out
0: in that moment
1: wow it was as if like
0: damn girl (laughs) what are you doing with your life it was as if my grandpa. And you were wasting the time that my precious
1: grandma... Yeah, it was like as if you were God. Like, what do you mean you're awake until three a.m.? Do you not have respect? <laughs> no, but it's just—it's not even that I want to stay up until three. It's that I'm not even watching anything most of the time. I'm playing games.
0: What 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 game are you playing? Phone of TikTok because I realize I can lose hours on tiktok i can lose hours on instagram so one thing that i find is i will go on to instagram or something to message someone back so that i go onto the app and then you the intention there is to message someone back and then three hours have passed and i've not replied and they can see yeah. that i'm online and it's but not replying. I've, I've been distracted i've fallen down a wormhole
1: that's the problem with instagram that's the thing i get lost in the source of twitter and it's bad because I don't even have a Twitter account. So do you know what I have to do? I have to remember people's usernames. You're really <laughs> making things difficult. So I have to remember people's usernames. So I go on Twitter. Now my Chrome, because Chrome follows me everywhere, has just like bookmarked all the people that I normally go through the Twitter wormhole with. Mm. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, I know. But my, my gateway it's, is normally Aloney. Right. Everybody messages Aloney. So I'll go from Maloney and then from Maloney I'll get to like Audrey and then from Audrey I'll get to like Vixenice and then from Vixenice I'll get to one of the toxic guys because I just find their tweets really funny and it's like somehow I'm on Twitter and I've been on there for like three hours and then games like I forgot how much I love to play games. I don't know maybe it's because I grew up with boys I don't know but I love to play games so much like it is my favorite thing to do now.
0: Just what games are you playing? Time. Because I never quite got to get into that scene. Basically, every time that I tried, we never had um, PlayStation, Xbox, anything like that in our house. But when we would go to friends' houses and they did have it, I basically, yeah. I'm just still waiting for my turn now. My brother would always be like, oh, your turn is coming, your turn is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting.
1: You know what? I used to kick them. I used to kick them and say, get out. I, I want to play. I was violent with my brothers. So maybe that's why... <laughs> But, no, I haven't been able to play any, like, console games.
0: But is there anything that you're playing on your phone? Anything that stands out?
1: Honestly, just Candy Crush. And it's, like, the most basic game ever.
0: I was just thinking that, you basic bitch. As in, like, you're not even doing anything with a narrative.
1: No, it's the most basic game ever. But there's only so much you can do on your phone. As in, the cool, fun games with, like, great animation, a storyline where you can create characters. Those, you can only really play on a console. and when they try to adapt them for phones they're just not as good like the interface isn't as nice it feels a bit weird like I love car games so I've never tried Grand Theft Auto but I love car games like it's my favorite thing and every single car game I have on my phone it's just dead like I, I design my car I do everything and then I go to play and it's just the challenges are not challenging enough for me (laughs) <laughs> um so I've had to delete those so Candy Crush has been my outlet of like challenges but not really because it's, it's like such a simple concept anybody can play so yeah and then I really love Subway Surf as well like I really love Subway Surf so yeah
0: I find that I will get trapped into games like there'll be certain like cooking games where you have to like make a donut in a certain way and then you go through levels and like you do a boat. Bur- I just find that whenever I get addicted to an app which happens sometimes when I play games, like sometimes I, like those word searchy type games I get really into, Yeah, I just, to, I just delete it. I never make an account on those apps. And then once it's deleted, it's deleted, and I move on and I never go back.
1: Yeah. I even downloaded a game where you do interior designing. Oh. Because my little niece, because they call me like every day to tell me that they miss me. One of them told me that she wants me to download this interior designing game so that we could play together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we could discuss it and I was like okay but it's actually really cute as in you have a room and they tell you design this as like boho chic and they have all the like all the different types of sofas um ottomans art television tables everything and they even have like real prices so it's not just like ugly animation it's like actual sofas that you can go to the shop to buy
0: Oh, wow! okay, cool.
1: yeah, And then you like do all these challenges and stuff, and then we like do it together. She's seven, I don't know how she found this game. I don't know why she knows that she could invite me to it, but it makes her really happy that we play it together, so that's like my
0: that's your outlook, what you do,
1: yeah, so yeah, in conclusion um that's why I'm always a not going to sleep on time,
0: right. I find that one that happens to me it's either TikTok Instagram or I'm watching TV.
1: No, I haven't really watched it. I'm, I'm watching a few new things on Netflix, but like I'm not engrossed in any television show. I'm just online <laughs> playing games or on Net or on Twitter or on um Instagram.
0: Do you think it will take you a bit longer to kind of get back into like the work day swing of things?
1: Yeah. But I can already feel myself doing too much for work because now I feel a lot under pressure because basically I started a week later than my original start date. So I feel like I have to catch up from all the stuff that I was supposed to do a week ago now. Like I remember I was in a meeting like three days ago and they were saying it was like a training meeting and they said, oh, so did you complete X, Y and Z? And I'm like, no, never heard of that did you complete? Da, da, da. I'm like, no, haven't done it yet. Um, so did you complete? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, mm, no. And like the guy who was there, who started the same time as me, he's like, yeah, I've done that. Yep. Yeah, I've sent it to no, you. but yes, y- yeah, If you didn't
0: have basic equipment to do it, I think like, you should just speak and be like, okay, can we move my official start time? Because the line is yeah. different. You didn't have a computer for like a week after he did.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. I, that's why I have to keep reminding myself because now I'm like, I'm working sometimes until 8pm because I'm so, like, scared <laughs> that I'm not doing things on time. But literally, my manager just told me, Viv, don't worry about it. Do not worry about it. Like, do things at your own pace in your own time because nobody's expecting 100% efficiency right now.
0: Right.
1: The fact that people are even getting up and working... Like, they're not asking too much of people. But obviously, you don't want to take the piss. No, that makes sense.
0: I was about to say, but there's some days that I do take the piss.
1: (laughs) Bruv, it happens to the best of us. I take two-hour breaks sometimes. I'll just work it over.
0: (laughs) That's the thing. The day becomes a lot more malleable. And like if I wasn't and I keep saying if I wasn't as an assistant because as an assistant your your schedule is dependent on other people and other people people, emailing you and wanting to but if you if I just had a task and I had a deadline then that way you can just manage your time however
1: yeah 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 I think I'm only just thinking about that now Mm. I'm only just thinking about okay how am I going to manage my time to achieve the deadlines that they've given to me I think now I'm more I'm thinking about that but these things take time like some people have been working home for two months and they've only just figured out a way to manage their time effectively and complete all their deadlines so I'm not beating myself up too much over over it
0: like yesterday because we're, we're about to start another month May is tomorrow um when we're recording I literally I sat down and I wrote what would my dream day be like what would my day be structured like that would make me feel like I really really achieved something
1: yeah. and it is
0: like I realized that a lot of what is holding me back from what I want is a lack of discipline yeah so I feel like okay in an ideal world I would wake up at 7 30 I would get a quick workout in and then I would shower I would like get like something to eat then I would sit down at my desk ready for 10 and start working and then I'd have a break like have my lunch between one and two then I'd get back to work and then that way I'd finish work at 6 p.m and I would actually be done you know because sometimes you think oh I'm treating myself oh I'm working at my own pace but you're just shooting yourself in the foot because it means you end up having to work till 8 p.m to get the same amount of work done And I'm like, I now consistently, other than what's outside of my control, want to be done by 6 p.m. So that I switch off my laptop and I've completed what it is I set out to do for the day. And I want to have time to do other stuff. Like, I want to set aside, like, so that I make sure that I'm reading for 15 minutes every day, like, minimum. And my hope is that you'll start reading for 15 minutes and then continue. Like, there's just certain things that I'm like, do you know what, if this is what I want, I need to carve out the time for it. And I need to put a structure in place
1: yeah no it's good it's good you're thinking about ways to make this time not so much about I guess the sad reality that it is that we're in a pandemic and we're under lockdown it's like okay how can I make this time more useful more beneficial for me
0: because I've done my relaxing I've done like six weeks of dilly-dallying six weeks of like dragging my feet and it's like the reality is that that system did not work for me how many weeks has it been it's been one two three four five six yeah six weeks now of just being like oh I'll I'll do what my body says but it's like if your body is going to sleep at one in the morning can it be trusted yeah no
1: there's no need to drag me Leah because we both know I'm not sleeping on time okay there's just no need okay (laughs) there's no need to do that to me right now I'm fragile okay (laughs) um yeah no I think it's good I think it's really good to have intention in anything you're doing i think obviously there are going to be some people in the situation where they don't feel like they can do anything they don't they don't feel that urge or that desire to have a productive day whatever a productive day means to you or me or whoever so for you to recognize okay this is what i want my days to look like and maybe put plans in place and things in place for you to achieve those things because you know that that will make you feel better like why not for me i think i don't even know what a productive day for me looks like right now because i'm adjusting to so many new things in my surroundings like there are so many things that come that pop up every day just because i'm not in a stable condition so for me i guess a productive day is a day where i wake up whatever time latest i've ever like started work is 10 o'clock Spanish time so nine o'clock British time I wake up I do as much as I can which I do like eight modules a day and and then like I speak to my family for me that's a productive day but I guess for other people was like for you somebody somebody else will be like if I don't do exercise in a day I don't feel like I've done enough but it's like working at a pace that is suitable for you and I think you're doing that. You're not rushing the process of trying to be productive immediately. It's like, okay, I've had my fun now. What do I want my days to look like? Because I wouldn't even really call it fun. I would call it you've, you're have you now stable. You're not thinking about, oh, tomorrow I'm going to have to get a train to go to work. Do you know what I mean? Like you're in a place where you are able to think about, okay, how can I realistically structure my day?
0: That's the thing. I have now a set work routine that we have to stick to just in order to get work done me going to sleep at at like two in the morning means that I'm not as productive in the day and also I have been putting on weight along with everybody else I know that everyone says you know it's something that can't necessarily be helped as much especially because we're all baking and we're all not moving as much as we were used to so that I want to see if I can get to a place where I'm doing two workouts today they don't have to be long but just like so that I'm like breaking a sweat twice a day we'll see how this goes
1: bruv I am the minister of chat shit do you know how much crap I chat <laughs> <laughs> bruv I yeah that is my favorite activity to be honest I think at the beginning I was like very energetic I said yes I'm going to exercise at least once a week I'm going to do do it I'm going to learn how to speak Spanish and Swahili I'm still doing those things, but I'm not doing them with, mu- with as much vim as I was at the beginning. Mm. I think my motivation has just sort of tailed off a little bit because like I've had different things happen since I've been here. So it's like, I don't feel that stable anymore. Like before I felt stable. I felt stable enough to make those plans. I felt stable enough to say, okay, yes, I'm going to exercise and I'm going to allocate this time to do this because I know for sure that situation isn't going to change. But I was like, my situation is changing every single day. it feels like it it almost feels weird to even make a plan to do something
0: I completely get that and also one thing that I'm realizing is that you know how you're just like you you have those things in your head where you're just like oh if I only had time then I would do this thing and then now being in a position where I had the time and I still didn't do the thing I realized okay motivation I can't like this is why I'm I'm really really trying to focus on on building discipline because I feel like motivation isn't just gonna come like like I have to put myself in a routine where I can get that and then when you were talking about how you started off so motivated and that kind of just tailed off that is me at the beginning of every month at the beginning of every new year I'm like yes and then it just it just like falls off a cliff and it's because it's like my goals are no longer at the center of my mind so that's why i want to develop a morning routine where i like or like an evening routine where i literally like i think patricia bright mentioned this in one of her videos and like how to be productive and she says that the night before she'll write a list of the things that she's supposed to accomplish the next day even in the morning just creating a time in your day where you can look at it and like set your intentions for the day because what happens what i'm doing now i'll admit this is what i even did today is that you wake up Save like I said today, I woke up at like seven thirty. I just stayed in bed, scrolling, reading, left my bed at nine fifty, and then just scrambled to like wash, put on clothes and stuff ready for ten AM. And that left no time for me to be like, okay, what what am I actually trying to accomplish in the day?
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of that going around right now where people are just sort of chilly taking each day as it comes. Mm. But also in making plans and goals and stuff, it's like there has to be a purpose to everything that you're doing I think for me exercising it can't just be that oh I'm just exercising it's like why I'm like the why I think the why is is the route to getting motivated and staying consistent in whatever you decide to do so like why do we get up every day to go to work it's because we want to get paid or you want to achieve something or you want to build on your career or whatever your motivation is you have something that drives you to perform that activity despite whatever position you find yourself in
0: right
1: and like i found myself now like i pray when i can my five prayers every day and i think before my why was very distorted my why was like oh, why am i praying there was no reasoning behind it or there was no motivational reasons behind it. it was more like oh i am just praying to to get close to god but if i don't get close to god why am i praying just so to, to me it's like if i'm not seeing the results if i'm not getting that instant gratification why am i doing it the, the, the act itself seems a bit pointless but i think when i reshuffled my idea about prayer because like reading more about the quran and stuff prayer isn't just praying i think because we call it prayer to translate it to english it makes it seem like you know how people in church they would sort of put their hands together and pray to god or maybe go on their knees and close their eyes like that's not the type of prayer prayer is like it's, it's they're two very separate things we have the going on your knees and praying to god for whatever you desire and then we have the five times a day mandatory prayer because that's like an actual act of worship and it's like how else do you worship your God that you claim you believe in if you don't pray, if you're not doing the things that you're supposed to so that, so I think that shifted my 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 idea and the why behind why I'm doing this activity so it's like this is not just for me to f- get a closeness to God, this is me like actually putting what was it what's that saying where it's like put your money where your mouth is, yeah, this' is like me you know doing something that actually says okay i call myself a muslim but i don't even do the basic thing which is to practice praying it's like not going to church or not reading the bible i don't know i don't know how that works in christianity um so yeah i think like even if you're exercising it's like okay what's the why behind this like why am i doing this what is the purpose of this you know greater than just the physical like oh i'm just trying to lose weight or i'm just trying to have a flat tummy or whatever like there has to be a reason mm. and, and I think it's the why that pushes you to do that activity whatever that is
0: okay now I'm re-questioning my why because my why was just to lose weight <laughs> no I said that a lot it's I think it's just a sense of like okay this is something that's been bothering me now looking I feel like I've been bothered by my weight like my whole like from 11 up but obviously looking back as an adult my weight has only been really an issue for the past going on three years now so I'm right. like that isn't a huge chunk of like no. time in the span of the 23 years that I've been living so I'm like okay get your shit together now and it's basically just been since I became an adult and my metabolism decided to go to sleep <laughs> and you're not
1: you're not that old stop it your are metabol- <laughs> bruv if if we if we gained weight if I gained weight the way I eat like I'd be huge. So your metabolism must be doing something because you eat however you want anyway.
0: I want the metabolism of a seven-year-old. That's what I want. (laughs) You know how the seven-year-olds have knobbly knees? Yeah. They eat everything. Remember when I was like, when I was a child, I used to go to TGI Fridays. I used to get the full rack of ribs, full. As a child, I get a milkshake. I'll get the Cajun battered prawns on the side. Sometimes I might get a cake afterwards for dessert. And my knees
1: were just clink, 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 clink everywhere.
0: <laughs>
1: Sis, your metabolism is on deck, is on deck, It's on deck. I think losing weight is a good why, but it's like, is it good enough to push you to actually make that change? It's never been so far, so I need yeah. to up with You one. need to come up with another why, or an additional why.
0: I think at this point, it's become something that, I just don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like it's something that has bothered me for so long. I want to get my, I think I actually, I know for a fact that I need to eat healthier. I need to take care of my body. And then also I remember watching this thing about how we're born with all of the eggs that we'll ever have. Yeah, we are. Which is true. Yeah. The program that I watched or the video that I watched was specifically talking about when you're drinking and when, when, you know, when people go out binge drinking and it's like, "Mm, you're just soaking, you're just soaking your eggs in vodka okay and now you're soaking your eggs in pizza grease and now (laughs) where you you should be soaking your eggs in green juice and folic acid and
1: so I don't I don't know I just I do know what it is I don't even think you have to go down that route of like being super healthy I don't I don't think that works for everyone I think even those people who live those lifestyles their wives are very much like I don't want mother I just want mother earth and me to be one you know i want my body to work as a machine that it was designed to i think i think those people is like it takes a lot of discipline but it's also it's it's a lifestyle that they've chosen so I, mm. so i think to 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 use that kind of model i guess to lose weight it's not healthy because it takes a lot of work And I realized that when I decided to go on this low-carb diet, like, yeah, mom, I'm loving this diet. Like, I don't have to eat rice. I don't, you know, I'm not eating potatoes. I'm just going to have my, (laughs) my (laughs) mints, my kale, my spinach. Leah, I started to miss rice three days in. Three days in, (laughs) I started to miss rice. And I mean, with the keto diet, you can have like, rice and stuff but you have to have it tiny 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 portions but Mm -hmm. I think the desire to have it in a tiny tiny portion just wasn't there I just wanted my big meal with
0: rice honestly I think I just want to get to the point where I'm comfortable I'm like what is the magical thing that you do in order to be comfortable on your own skin
1: that takes a lot of work do you know at some point you just have to be like how would I feel if somebody treated me the way I treat me? Yeah. You see how much love you give to me? You see how much love like you give to like our friends, like Faye, JC, Viviana, like all your clothes. You see how much love you give to them, yeah? You just have to redirect that bitch back to yourself. Like, come over here. You know, sometimes we focus, and I think this is so true, like we all focus on the worst parts of ourselves. All of us, all of us. Like, I would look at a picture and I'll just look at my belly and be like, oh my God, I'm so fat. But it's just my belly. Like, nothing else about me is so fat or whatever. And I'll look at a picture of JC or even you or whatever and you'll be like, oh, Viv, I want to do this. And JC will be like, oh, I would. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are completely fine. But it's because we all just focus on one thing and it's like, that thing is the worst thing ever. And it's like, it's not.
0: Oh gosh. Like, sometimes I, like, when I'm cooking or something, I will like, this is going to sound mental but I will act as though I'm my own baby yeah so I'll be like okay Leah um we have to have your vegetables now oh Leah have you had have you drunk all your water today Leah <laughs> have you Have oh. you? no Leah it's 10 30 p.m um you have you have work tomorrow Leah so um <laughs> you might want to put your jammies on
1: <laughs> I love it I love how you're like practicing <laughs> your soft spoken voice to your Mm -hmm. own self no i love it but aside from like all the craziness of work and stuff i feel like everybody's sort of settled into quarantine now we're all just kind of getting along with it we're all Mm. every there's just been so many random things that are popping up because of quarantine i don't know i don't know if i want to admit this but there was like quarantine radio. Um, by Tory Lanez, which was like his Instagram thing.
0: Yeah, and Vivian was a big fan.
1: There was just no need for that. But I tell you (laughs) something, those women are very talented. I don't know if you ever tuned in.
0: I saw the clips on Twitter.
1: They are talented. Some of them were twerking with milk, just like oat milk. Some people were twerking with oat milk, just being poured on their booties. And I'm just like wow it was quite entertaining
0: do you feel the pressure to know how to twerk
1: absolutely i've been practicing ever since
0: (laughs) i just feel like my knee strength is not quite there yet so i need to do a couple more squats i need to do squats where you go below 90 degrees i need to do more of those nigerian leg leg dances that you do (laughs)
1: I can't even do those anymore my knees were strong I can't even do those anymore I've gone down boo <laughs> I can't even my knees are like eh, don't try it <laughs> don't even try it but yeah no I've been trying to learn to make my bum clap because that's what they do I
0: honestly I don't know how but but when I've been doing some exercises and like glute activation yeah then I'm able to if I really really concentrate and after I've done my glute activation I'm able to clench my bum in a way that like it moves oh so like I can understand how if they were able to move it like that like squeeze and release in quick succession how it could make you know a jiggle
1: yeah I've been trying and I hear the clapping I'm like Viv you're on to something you hear the clapping I hear the clapping I hear the clapping I think I might be ready to go on quarantine radio but it's not as popping as it was so you're telling me that
0: Alaria, who's her roommate like right now will just be sleeping in her room and then at night she'll
1: just hear like (laughs) who told you I'm doing it at night (laughs) who told you I have enough shame to do it in the middle of the night In the daytime? I'm doing my middle clap, my bum clapping during the day. In fact, <laughs> I be doing it as I'm brushing my teeth. I'm there like, you know, trying to make my bum clap. <laughs> if I don't come up with anything from this quarantine, I can say I can make my bum clap.
0: <laughs> Good for you. Small victory.
1: <laughs> Listen, you got to take them where you can. But yeah, what have you been doing, like, for fun? Like, what do you find that you you keep going back to and makes you feel kind of sane and entertained during this period?
0: I've been baking, which is, of course, counterproductive <laughs> um, to my previous, my previous goal. <laughs> I've made um, chocolate chip cookies. I've made Ooh. oatmeal raisin cookies. But before people think I went too crazy, I basically froze the majority of the dough. So you okay. can roll the dough out into logs and then I like freeze the logs and then one of those logs will make like t- like 12 cookies. Ah oh, that yeah. way you don't like bake the whole batch all at once.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so yeah, I've been baking. I'm waiting for the shops to get yeast again so that I can make some cinnamon rolls. Um, oh. And I've been having cocktails in my room.
1: <laughs> How are those? Do you make them yourself? Okay. Um... So
0: <laughs> it's actually like cons- like it's not concern but I'm just aware of it like I went to Aldi and I got rum and I will put like I will basically get a glass I'll fill it with like apple and mango juice because the mango juice like cuts through the alcohol so it's not too sharp yeah. and I will put in like three capfuls of dark rum and I'll swirl it together and I'll drink that in my room
1: three capfuls does that is that one shot no that's like three shots Uh, yeah every day
0: no it's not been every day just because I'm not in the mood for the same juice every day (laughs) but sometimes when I'm bored I'm bored I'll just be like (laughs) yeah does it taste good (laughs) it tastes really good I don't drink anything that's bitter I don't drink anything that's too sour I don't this is this is my problem. If only I was a good alcohol drinker and could just drink vodka and soda water, then you know the love handles will not be there. But I have to have it sweet, so that it can't really taste anything.
1: <laughs> but um, do you, so. So when you make it that way, can you still taste the rum?
0: A little bit. This is the thing. Oh gosh, I can't, I'm not sure how to explain it, but like dark rum and gin they have like a really nice smell so like the aroma of something so it's not like the sharpness. Yeah, gin smells good yeah so obviously it's the sharp. like once you get enough sweetness to cover the sharpness you're left with that like aromary like i think that's what, why people cook with wine so it's like once you burn mm. off all the alcohol you're left with the flavor of the wine
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: but yeah and um yeah just watching tv i've been watching elementary Just this one program just watching it like all the time you know i just sometimes i'm not in the headspace to dive into a new show and really really enjoy it like i keep yeah. meaning to watch money heist i'm like i keep meaning to watch money heist but i want to watch it in the spanish with subtitles and i just yeah. i'm never in the mental headspace to do that what about you Have so you, you haven't been seen money heist
1: years? no no like nothing, like like none of money has, like not even none, season one.
0: Nothing at all. Oh,
1: okay. Well, you're in for a great ride whenever you decide to. I know. Hop on that like, bandwagon.
0: I keep just having to scroll past things. I need to to mute it on all of my social media. I need to. You
1: should, because there's a lot of spoilers out there. I can imagine.
0: But what have you been? I don't want to make. I just realized I don't want to make light of alcoholism. I know that some people have a real problem. But the thing is, because my parents don't drink, I. If I do drink, I drink in my room alone, so it just makes Mm. it feel a lot more sneaky. Like I will like have my little cocktail cans, and I have to like hide them in the recycling bin. So it just makes everything seem a lot more dramatic than it really is.
1: Than it really is, yeah.
0: (laughs) Whereas you could just like some people could just enjoy a glass of wine with their family.
1: When you're secretly
0: drinking the glass and you're hiding the glass, then you feel like you have a problem, and it's like you've just drunk one glass. Calm down.
1: Yeah, no. I thought you were gonna say you've been drinking every day. It does It sounds completely normal what you've described. Who can
0: afford to do that? We're in the quarantine. We're in lockdown. <laughs> it
1: sounds fine. Literally, you're just getting on with life. Okay, it's okay.
0: Oh, and sometimes when you dance in your room, that little buzz makes it a little better.
1: Honestly, I haven't been able to dance because Ramadan, but. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's nice when you can listen to a bit Beyoncé. Beyoncé, honestly, can we talk about Beyoncé just being an absolute queen? I don't think I've ever listened to a Beyoncé song and felt sad afterwards, like ever.
0: It depends on the song.
1: Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, not resentment, um, obviously.
0: There are some songs where you're like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't believe that pig did that to <laughs> oh god
0: i was gonna say with the beyonce i like the fact that when she's a fan of someone she is a fan and she'll like shine her light on them yeah like like when she did um the remix for savage which is i'm assuming what we're all talking about with meg the stallion she didn't just listen to it and insert a verse she was like i'm vibing with this let me add a bit more of my flavor to it
1: yeah.
0: And they like it seems like they collaborated a bit more together. So like that was really cool. Whereas some people would just jump on. But it seems like when like what she did with OT Genesis when she did Coachella, it's like she'd heard her song, but then she like remixed it and made it her own and she added the trumpets. I mean all of a sudden it was like everybody mad, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even what she did with Jay Balvin and um their Mijente song, so that song was initially jay barvin and a couple of other people and then beyonce jumped on the song and um it was for like relief it was something to do with like i think it was in puerto rico people needed water i'm not sure so she's from what i've seen when she's done where she's done features like that or songs that already pop in that aren't hers she'll most of the time the proceeds will go to like a cause um and like like she learns spanish and stuff
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like with Meg, the money is going towards I think um, a food bank in Houston.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their hometown. Beyonce doesn't need the extra money. Let's be honest. So she's like, you know what? Mm. The most I can do is, you know, give this money out. But no, it's really nice to see that although she's an OG and really respected in the industry, she doesn't feel any type of way to collaborate with anyone and like people that she likes and she likes their message and she likes their music and she really vibes with them. Mm. She doesn't mind to, to offer her talent and her like what her resources to them. And I think that's really cool. And I think that's one of the great things about Beyonce because she doesn't have this thing where I don't think she's a stan of anyone. She's not, she's not, she doesn't really owe anyone anything. So whenever she does something like that, it's like, oh, that's really nice. Because, do you know what I mean? She's not on social media, so she's not, like, following these people. She's not mm. favoriting one person over another. It's literally, like, if she if she likes your artistry, if she likes your music, then she'll respect it and she'll jump on it. If she wants to, if she doesn't, then she doesn't. But, yeah, no, the, the, the single was cool. It was, it was really nice to see Beyonce trying something new with her rap. I mean, why am I saying in? This is a rapper she's a rapper she's a certified rapper like her husband could not even
0: she's a rapper she's a singer she's an actress she's a designer she's a mogul she's a manager you know because she has her ivy park records
1: she Yeah. she's yeah. a record producer she's <laughs> so that's like she's a writer she's a mother she's an entrepreneur octuple threat you know let's just give the woman her accolades she's a dancer she's a choreographer okay before i even forgot sis really be out here giving us the musics
0: (laughs) i really appreciate the fact that people will try and okay one person i'm maybe the barbs are going to come for me but one person who really falls for it whenever the press put her against another person is Nicki minaj yeah She takes the bait that the press have laid out for her. Maybe it's part of her press release. Maybe it's part of her plan, whatever. You know, it could be a marketing strategy. But I feel like whenever people compare people to Beyonce, she does she pays it no mind. She's just like, okay, I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm just going to keep working. Like she doesn't, you know, or like she doesn't like get on Twitter and be like, hey, you.
1: I think it's essentially because Nicki Minaj enjoys the internet a little bit too much like I think she actually enjoys the drama she actually enjoys kind of watching her barbs go for people she'll like like their tweets and stuff this lady literally has a whole radio show to cast people out have you heard queen radio (laughs) have you not oh my god it's basically like a radio show on beats beats radio dedicated to Nicki Minaj Cussing people out, playing her own music, just talking trash on there, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not surprised that the press keeps coming for her because she literally is the perfect person to come for. Because she she doesn't know, I don't. It's not that she doesn't know, but I don't think she cares. I don't think she cares to 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 not say something. i she I think she actually enjoys the whole process of being Nikki and having people that will support her regardless of how wrong or right she may be. Whereas Beyonce doesn't care about that. I think Beyonce is just like, I love my beehive and she appreciates them, but she won't even address them to go and fight someone. She won't like their horrible tweets about people. She won't, do you know what I mean? Like she loves us for us loving her music, not for the ratchet stuff that the beehive do.
0: Yeah. Like I do not believe for a second that Beyonce manages her own social media. I can believe that she has a secret one. I feel like
1: Beyonce has been very well media trained.
0: And she has a much clearer vision of the kind of brand that she wants to put forward.
1: Yeah. I think Beyonce has Instagram. I don't think she's really on Twitter, but I think she definitely has Instagram. Like her own Instagram.
0: I think all the celebs must have a secret one to, like, spy on people.
1: Do you think they have troll accounts? I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Like, she doesn't follow that many people publicly. So maybe Mm. she'll want to follow some people, like, keep her tabs on on things that are happening. Um, Yeah. But or maybe she lives a completely blissful life and she has an intern or an assistant who is just like maybe her, her assistant gives her a weekly rundown of what's maybe. happening and then she, the rest of the time she's chill
1: she's chill because when I think about it it's like what does Beyonce really need to know yeah nothing she's not concerned about us <laughs> like, does she really need to know that Kylie Jenner can work? <laughs> because that was that was news does she really need to know that Gigi and Zayn are expecting a baby
0: I am actually happy about that I don't know it's not my business it's not my uterus I don't know them but I just always felt that Gigi and Zayn like seem like a good pair I think also just because of their backgrounds like they have a similar background in terms of like both coming from like a Muslim heritage so I'm like they could do Eid you know they could do Ramadan if they do I'm not sure that they do but you know like they won't have to explain certain things about their culture to each other
1: yeah no it's true it's true I don't think Beyonce no in the nicest possible way I don't think she she really needs to know I think she knows the important stuff that are going on that are on the news or like groundbreaking news like you know random stuff but I don't think she needs to know all social media business and even like when I think about me as just like a lowly person me I don't follow anyone on social media but it's not reduced my connection with them
0: no but you keep abreast of things so do you just like ho- does the algorithm just point things in your direction that you're used to
1: what do you mean as in like but you know the gossip oh yeah like I will go on the shade room if I want The same thing I do with Twitter, like I have to remember people's hands, so I will go on the Shade Room to see what's the latest news, or I will go on Twitter and see what's what's going on over there, but in general, um, no, and even there was a time I wasn't going on Shade Room, I wasn't going on any of those gossip websites, I would would get most of my gossip from you, and then like people just sending (laughs) it to me. Wow. And then people just sending it to me. But I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on, like, people's lives and stuff. Because people tell me stuff anyway.
0: You're not missing out. I honestly feel like I need to do a social media cleanse. Just because of how much time I've spent on it in the lockdown. Like, on iPhones, it tells you how much screen time you've used. Mm. And when you've spent 11 hours on the phone and 5 hours on Instagram, you're like, hmm, let me reevaluate you know what all of the other things I could have done in those five hours yeah
1: no it's it's a lot it's a lot I think maybe because I had my purge two years ago I don't spend as much time on Instagram anymore so it might actually be useful for you to take some time off and so that that way when you go back you don't feel but that's the thing with Instagram like once you're down that rabbit hole there's no coming back once you click on that first makeup video you're there for three hours just watching lots of makeup videos.
0: <laughs> I, I honestly, I have to remind myself that I'm not an idiot. It's, I'm not weak. These algorithms were designed to do like, this. Spoke, like yeah. These companies spoke to psychiatrists, they spoke to psychologists, and they were like, how do we make our service, our app addictive? so that we can keep people looking, keep people seeing ads.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Even I remember I I read that Google literally does human trials. Like, literally, they have people on site doing trials to look at ways to keep people using their services. What makes them happy? How can they increase that through their services?
0: I remember seeing a quote that said that Netflix's competitor isn't TV, Netflix's competitor isn't YouTube netflix's competitor is sleep
1: yeah it's mad we literally fight sleep to watch like and the thing as well yeah with netflix what i realized the other day i was um reading about how netflix became netflix and for some reason mm-hmm. i wasn't sure but i thought netflix was created like five years ago because that's when you know the whole netflix and your thing happened and it's like oh what Netflix this is a subscription thing where you can watch shows and stuff um, but no Netflix has been around for 12 years
0: yeah it started off as a DVD service
1: literally I mean, it switched to streaming Netflix has been around for 12 years that is incredible I was like wow and it do you know what it really made me think about resilience like you have to be resilient mm. and you just have to think about ways to innovate your company because 12 years they went from being a service where you could rent stuff online it was like an online dvd service and then they adapted they adapted they adapted and then they would like make all these deals and then they were like actually no those deals aren't really working for us let's make original content and that level of just that level of building i just didn't realize like it's actually so important to having a successful business that we see today anyway
0: When I did economics and business for A-levels, one of the things that we would study is how businesses that pigeonhole themselves end up failing. Mm. So, like, let's say, for instance, Blockbuster. Blockbuster was video. Like, it was the physical copy. Like, they didn't adapt. Whereas Netflix has, instead of saying, oh, we're a mail-order DVD service, they said we're an entertainment service. And then that way they branch into where entertainment leads them. Yes. Yes. Does that make yes. sense?
1: So, yes. so they
0: said that like people fail when they say, "Oh, I'm a specific this kind of car company." It's like no, you should be a motor company, like like. Or if you just say like if someone is like in their business, they're like, "Oh, I specifically make trains," and it's like you should look into transportation in general. Yeah. And then that way you can pivot in order to make a product that best suits what the consumer wants.
1: It makes total sense. Um, it was just something that I never considered. I guess, and also it it made me think, obviously we always think about successful businesses as businesses that are visible, but Netflix has been successful for a long time. They just maybe wasn't making the level of income or profit that they're making now. And even now they're not making, when you think about how much money Netflix spends, they're not making as much profit. Like the the, the business is not as profitable as it could be if they weren't spending so much on original content because Netflix literally gives creators monies, monies, Netflix literally give creators <laughs> money to create a show. And they're just hoping that people will watch it because they have so mm. much information. They're not even hoping. They have so much information on us as people that they know we're going to watch the shows, mm. which is so scary. Like I even read, they developed this, this service that can tell them how fast your internet connection is because obviously it's a streaming service and that's why like when your internet connection is crap it will it will turn off or it will slow down Mm. how quickly you're getting the scenes or it will reduce the quality so I know that Amazon reduces their quality um, when your internet connection isn't that good but Netflix actually created that little segue between streaming you and knowing how fast your internet connection is
0: and I know that Amazon is evil, and I know that Jeff Bezos is evil. I know, I get it. But one thing about Amazon that you have to give them is their ability to expand. They didn't just say, okay, we're an online store, they're now a streaming service. And on top of that, whenever Netflix is on, Amazon makes money because Amazon owns the networks that Netflix yeah, is on.
1: Yeah, No, do you know what it is? You have to give it to Jeff Bezos because that man... Do you know what I like most about him? He is not afraid to say, I don't know how to do this thing. So do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pay someone to do that thing for me and get the profit off of what they make. So he wasn't afraid Mm -hmm. to say, I don't know how to run a streaming service. Okay, I'm going to buy the network that does all the streaming (laughs) services. I just make money from (laughs) Like, literally, it's crazy.
0: (laughs) It's because hosting content on the internet is a very, very expensive business. So that's the one of the alleyways that Amazon went into, and that's how even when Netflix wins, they They win. win. Can you imagine? Even when your competitor wins, you win. are still
1: winning. No, Jeff does not care. It's like Mark Zuckerberg. I think I, I dis I dislike Mark Zuckerberg more than I dislike Jeff Bezos, just because
0: That's because Jeff Bezos shows you who he is from the beginning. He's like,
1: this is who I am. Mark Zuckerberg tries to be a nice guy. That's what I hate the most. He He tries to be a nerd. You know, a nerd that is just into tech and, you know, he's just playing with his computer games. No, he's a Machiavellian. Like that man is, he's like, do you know when you watch a show and you have the evil mastermind? He's that evil mastermind. He's the one that's like behind his computer desk and just controlling everything because...
0: Go on. It's the insincerity of, of it, it's, it's not even, I don't think he's any worse than Jeff. No. I'm pretty sure Jeff is doing some sinister yeah. things. It's the insincerity of trying to be like, hey, I'm just like you. Yeah, you know, we're the
1: same. Come on. We're, we're all on the same level. Because it's been the house party saga has been solved so if you listen to the previous episode leah was expressing the fact that nobody is on house party anymore and couldn't play games with her by the way i have downloaded house party you haven't added me as a friend um I'm Ooh, okay i'll find you we can yeah play. so that we can play the games but it's now been revealed that instagram which is owned by which is under facebook Facebook are going to release their own rooms, which you can join if you have any of their platforms. So if you have WhatsApp, Facebook, or Instagram, which are the biggest apps in the world right now, you can enter these rooms and have conversations with people. And remember, I even said it on this podcast that Audrey said that people were trying to hack into her what? Instagram. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, it just never made sense to me. I'm like, Epic Games is such a massive company. How could they have been like? How is it that this one thing is hacked and the other things weren't? It's because it wasn't true.
1: It Wasn't true. They were just sending out all those hoaxes. You've been, you've been hacked. You've been hacked. You've been hacked. And it's like, even thinking information from house party and then go to your PayPal account and then somehow get to your Netflix. Like, none of that makes sense. It just doesn't yeah. but yeah, one thing though that's popped up on twitter this week i don't know if you if you use twitter a lot is this whole conversation around colorism have you seen this
0: no but i'm already tired
1: <laughs> you actually yawned
0: <laughs> it's just like ugh, colorism is a thing we know it's a thing it's a thing why are people trying to pretend like it's not a thing? It's a thing. We it's know a it's thing. a thing. As in, literally, look at the black pop stars and who is dark. Nomani is medium brown. That's the darkest they could go. Kelly Rowland tried. Kelly Rowland has vocals. Kelly Rowland has looks. Kelly Rowland has everything. She had the same training as Beyonce. Yeah. Has Beyonce's seal of approval. Yep.
1: yep. And, yeah. Yep. No, you never lied. And, to be honest, I feel like there's too, There's two. there's that weird scale with colorism is either your mixed race with acceptable curly beautiful hair and whatever else you're you have you know us in the middle and you have like the fetish I I can never say that word but it's like how people look at very very dark women now it it creeps me out a little bit who is looking at
0: very dark women like okay I find that the people who are looking at very dark women in a way that is sometimes questionable are of Caucasian. that's what I'm saying
1: that's what I'm saying like people who are looking at very very dark people dark-skinned people it's it's not it's not genuine it's not like oh I think you're a beautiful person it's always she has beautiful skin it's like why why are you like she's black just like any other black person I find it a tough one with that one because
0: also just because my skin is one of my best features (laughs) and it's the largest organ on my body so it's like I can understand I think it just depends on how they say it like you can like people have said to me oh you have beautiful skin and there's just a way that someone says it in a way that you feel like they see you and they see your skin as and that is like just a thing and then when people focus on the skin
1: yeah no it's just because whenever I obviously when someone is very dark skinned that is something you immediately notice about them it's not it's not like they can hide their dark skin or whatever but I just find it really bizarre how like obviously you can have beautiful skin but I've never looked at a very white person and thought they have beautiful skin I don't know if I'm making sense but
0: I think it's because you've never looked at them and thought they have beautiful skin because of its whiteness yes you've thought all oh, they have really great skin yeah
1: like I think you have really great skin because your skin is clear and it's always glowy like I've never called you you've had dry skin but I've never looked at you and thought oh Leah has beautiful skin because it's dark whereas whenever I've seen those type of comments it's because they're darker
0: oh that's oh gosh it's like I want there to be a way that I can my skin can be beautiful because it's dark yeah but it shouldn't it shouldn't be the only
1: reason because i always wonder not to say that dark-skinned people like i'm so happy that dark-skinned people are seen now and they are revered and they are sought after for the modeling industry you know all these types of industries they're not getting the same kind of hate because i'm sure like growing up dark-skinned even in our generation is not easy like i remember people used to compare one of my closest friends, he would say, she looked like a like a pole, like a like an electric pole, and like people would eat powder, like white powder, to somehow make their skin lighter. And I think it was from then that I realized, like, damn, this stuff is really affecting people. So I'm really happy about that. I'm happy that people can see their colors and their skins on news in newspaper articles on TV. I mean, it's not that great on TV yet, but, you know, you have Lupita Nyong'o, like, you have all these people that maybe are representation of that particular group of people that maybe didn't have representation before. But what I'm saying is that I noticed that a lot more now, like, people, I don't think people are saying it from the place of, oh, she's beautiful. Because I think, okay, if she wasn't very dark, would you still think that she was a beautiful person? Do, Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the way it comes off to me, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong and it's like what about all those people in the middle what about like all those people in the middle and all those people at the end and it it doesn't make sense like even when I get it here when people like oh I love your skin oh your skin is such a beautiful color and I'm just like it's really bizarre because I just find that weird (laughs) I find that so weird
0: I, I can understand why you find it weird but I also understand some people's skin is a beautiful color and it just like there's some people who you can see the skin in the body is like, whatever colour it is, you're like, gosh, that's gorgeous because it's like glowing. Yeah. Whereas there's people with dark skin where it's dull. There's like... Ugh. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm trying to
1: I feel like you're trying to... Um, to be devil's advocate. To be devil's advocate. But it's, it's not that it's not relevant. It's just that's not where they That's not the angle they're coming from. But anyway, I say all of that to say there was a debate on Twitter... It wasn't even a debate, but this week, I think it was this week. So it started from this white lady who makes cakes on Twitter, and she has a black boyfriend, and she must have priced her cake at thirty pounds. And I think people were saying, Mm -hmm. "Oh my God, that's so expensive for a cake." Obviously, you and I know it's not that bad to buy like a cake. It's fine. Mm. I mean, if it's made well, not handmade for a handmade cake, Mm. you know, it's it's decent. But obviously, there was that discussion on Twitter. Somebody said that it was too expensive. I think Twitter is a platform, like any other social media platform, where you should be allowed to express your opinion without it necessarily being an argument or lead to some sort of altercation. But I guess that's how the app works, isn't it? Everybody interacts with each other, regardless of whether or not they agree or disagree with your opinion.
0: But anyway... Okay, so what happened?
1: (laughs) So basically... They were cussing this guy, her boyfriend, her black boyfriend. So I guess he jumped in to try to protect her and say, well, it's not that expensive. This is what we mean about black people not supporting our businesses, blah, blah, but the lady is white. So everyone was kind of getting on to him for being anti-black anyway. And they had like proof, receipts and saying, you can't call us anti-black. You're the biggest anti-black person on this app, whatever. (laughs) So after that, this Person must have said that they're going to expose how black women are so quick to go for black men for being anti-black, for like being colorist and everything. But a lot of them are also colorists. A lot of the black women.
0: Is this when all of these people, all these social media people, were outed from their previous tweets, and all yeah. of them were doing apologies? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, so they outed like Aloni, Audrey from the receipts melissa's melissa's wardrobe nella rose alia marie baby like all these different influences and stuff were outed but i read all the tweets i saw everything and my opinion was that first of all audrey's one was just a joke like if you know audrey and you read those tweets you can see that she's she wasn't being colorist she was just being silly like i didn't take offense mm. to her tweets um some of the other people i think nella's tweets i was like oh that's a bit much but then you look at the dates and a lot of them were were made in like 2011 most of these people were 15 years old or oldest persons would be like 19 years old and back then we did not have the same we didn't have the same platform space education love that we have now that's just the truth
0: as in we didn't uplift darker skinned women back then as we do as we are starting to as we're starting
1: to do now so i thought it was very unfair and in fact it showed that there are a lot of haters on these platforms because as soon as this information came out it was as if like people were waiting for these people to do something wrong to jump on their backs does that make sense so, like, I like I remember, like, when the Lonely thing came out, someone was like, oh, yeah, she's been the the captain of everyone, but she's the sneakiest and the evilest of them all. Oh, and I'm like, for making five tweets, that, does that really negate all the work she's done for, like, being open about sex and for people to feel confident in their own skin? Does that really negate all of that because of a few tweets she made when she was 18 years old? or 15 or 16 I don't know you know what I mean, like and it was really sad because people were going for like prominent black women who have never sat on a high horse and said that they were necessarily better than anyone else but I guess a lot of people's anger came from the fact that they would cancel people for saying certain things but then maybe they didn't address things that has happened in their past and maybe they were sitting on a high horse so what's your take on that like black women not necessarily admitting that they have been colorist themselves in the past before going for black men who are colorist now or have been colorist in the past
0: goodness this is a very very big question i think it's asking a lot for people to rake through their history and and reveal the areas in which they were lacking in the past That's not really expected of people in day to day life. So I think it's, it's very um, harsh to expect people to have just done that of their own accord to have just, at what point was an influencer supposed to be like, oh yeah, by the way, when I was 15, this is what I thought about dark skinned women like there was there's not really an appropriate time for people to do that and a lot of people just in general do not do the self reflection in terms of looking at how they have grown so people don't grow in their opinions they just stay the same so not enough people are actually looking back at their own growth in terms of what they thought about people and the reality is a lot of our opinions about things are changing a lot of our opinions on on colorism a lot of our opinions on just as a as a nation they should be growing this is the thing i feel like with council culture, it's like, you make a mistake and you should be put in the bin. And it's like, as a, realistically, you can't put everyone in the bin. Mm. We have to all live in this world. So the fact that they've made progress, I think should be enough. Yeah.
1: yeah. The fact
0: that yes, they did have opinion in the past, but now they see past that because the reality is we all have that about so many things as a nation, as a world, the way that we look at um, same sex relationships has evolved Absolutely. as it should. Yeah. yeah. The, same, the way that we look at uh, uh, representation of people, the same way that we look at different religious groups, different minority groups, has evolved as it should. And, and I feel like just because you had an opinion in the past doesn't mean that you should you help, hold it still now. And I think it's asking a lot of people, when is the appropriate time to talk about, oh yeah, when I was 15 I thought this, I thought that, I, I expressed a feeling of this. I think that's asking too much of people. And I also think that, you know how people talk about how, like, if their friend wrongs them, they cancel them. But if a guy wrongs them, they'll let them off.
1: Yeah.
0: People hold women to a much higher Absolutely.
1: standard. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: People hold women to a much higher standard than they do men. And I also think that I've not personally seen the tweets that, that these women that you were referencing sent out but they, um, as a whole, the women that you've mentioned, their platforms is basically to uplift black women. And I feel like the black men that they're targeting in, in like, those vein of tweets, they are not doing the same. No. And I think that in... In a way that those those women That you've mentioned are, I feel like a lot of them are dark So and I think Nella, Ro- Nella Rose I caught a, a glimpse of a clip Of her video on the Shade Borough And she basically was talking about How there is an element of
1: self-hatred in Absolutely <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think that Because they are all black women Facing Persecution I'm not sure if that's the right word But like facing negative consequences From being black women mm. I think that it makes sense that they would be so affronted by black men who were supposed to be like the idea that we're supposed to be in this together. I, I feel like it makes sense that they would be so affronted that black men would be putting them in that position by making colorist remarks.
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, you know what they say is like the best apology is changed behavior. and mm. I think it's very, very messy for us to to say that, oh, Um, Yeah, these people, these people have said this in the past, we should hold them accountable to it now. Or I think, I think what the whole conversation did was actually take away from the fact that this could have been such a great opportunity for everyone to have an open discussion about colorism from the mm. women's perspective to the men's to what it's like now to what it was like back then because I'm a hundred percent sure that they were doing it for the male gays, gays. Like I'm one thousand percent sure of that. I'm sure they weren't doing it because obviously you do because when I remember my childhood because I grew up in South London, I grew up in a school where colorism was rife. You know, we didn't even have a word for it. There was no wording for it. It was just just the way life is like people were cussed for being darker skinned like legitly people were disrespected for being darker skinned darker skinned women was looked down on um more like lighties, as they're called were placed on a pedestal but we didn't even really have the language for it but it was what we were around all the time and I don't even think I understood what colorism was until I became like an adult and you can you know look back and say okay hold on a minute why was that thing done in that way or done in this way or whatever because I think social media was also a very different place than it is now and as kids we make stupid remarks none of those people ever thought that they were going to be superstars not to say that it it um justifies their actions just to say we follow a trend even now we're following a trend even now we're following what we think it's right and what makes people feel better that that's a trend do you know to I me mean? like it's a positive trend but nevertheless it's a trend that social media has created
0: i i agree i just feel like there needs to always be room for growth okay like this is an example people might might poke like might look at me sideways for this but i remember when liam neeson um the film widows was coming out and in the, in the, i think it was in the promotion tour he basically said that When he was younger, a friend of his was raped, and she said it was by a black guy. So he said that he basically went around looking for a black guy to start a fight because he wanted to beat a black guy up. And he was talking about how he's evolved from that to where he is now. And I remember thinking, everyone was like, "Mm, that's a lot of information to give out. Why would you say that people were so angry at him for saying that? And I understood why they were angry in terms of the fact that what he said was very, very uncomfortable to hear but at the same time I'm just like did you want him to stay racist
1: yeah yeah I think for a lot of people yeah it was the context of that conversation it was kind of unprovoked (laughs) and what I've realized as well is that there's a lot of clickbaiting that goes on in general on social media like people don't take the time to learn the full story to read, to, read mm. to understand people don't do enough due diligence people don't do enough research in order to form their own opinions it's all about this homogenous group and whatever the homogenous homogeneous group thinks it's called then you'll make your own um thread about that homogenous thinking and it's like how can we ever f- move forward as a society or as a sect of a society if we're not even able to have a discourse about something like colorism without cancelling people do you know what I mean
0: yes okay I understand I, I, I get that I also understand that while what Liam said, Neeson said was completely unprovoked the reason why I'm bringing this up is because if he had been around when Twitter was around yeah and say for instance if he had tweeted his thoughts and it had been found later yeah. Yeah. They would have. Put, they would have done to him what they're doing to these, to people, these now. people
1: now. Absolutely. But, yeah.
0: but the, so so they were saying, why didn't? So like that's why I'm saying there's no real winning. No. Because if they had come out and talked about it, no. obviously Liam Neeson as a white man. This is obviously a different context. Yeah. But if. They, like what reception would they have gotten if they had come out and talked about yeah. how they were yeah the yeah no you're right
1: you're right you're right
0: the right time to address the um the ignorance that you held in the no. past
1: no you're right it's true because that was someone that said it unprovoked what would have been what would the what would the reaction look like if those people had come out and said oh i did this and i did that and in fact does it help the conversation in any way does it help for, like, because I'm thinking like, when I think about what Audrey's done and Aloni and Melissa and Nella and some of the other people, I don't know, I don't know a lot of influences, but when I think about those four, because those are the ones that I'm most familiar with, I've seen their platform as uplifting, kind, loving, giving, um, There's nothing about them that I perceive as particularly malicious, especially to black women. Um, So I'm glad that a lot of those people didn't come out to say something. And I know that Nella did. And unfortunately, Nella's mom passed away, I think, like three years ago. And people were literally coming for her mom. Like, oh, like, good for you. Your mom died and stuff like that. And I was just like, damn, like, is this what you wanted to happen? like does this help the conversation in any way is this really a necessary reaction especially to someone apologizing even though she doesn't have to I don't think Nella had to apologize for those tweets
0: I completely agree I feel like when people come for people I think this is this is a a part of, of cancel culture cancel culture when people come for people on the internet it is never from a place of okay this is what you've done wrong this is how we can correct it in the future yeah. it's a it's they come from it in a place of you're an idiot yeah. you're an like they come insulting yeah. the person rather than being like okay this is the, the problem with counter culture is that they, it's it exists in a magical world where you can just put someone in a bin and the reality is you have to rehabilitate everyone because they're still going to be here yeah. they're going to be breathing our oxygen they're going to be walking in our parks yeah. so it doesn't make sense yeah. to ostracize someone further and if we were to even push this further into people who are actually racists it does not make sense to ostracize them. no it doesn't because they're going to get worse like on tiktok there was um some like basically about some people doing racist um things and there was this um white couple they were both in high school in america so that means that they're what 17 18 years old and they were posting basically you know how you do those challenges where you put in the ingredients to make a person they were putting together ingredients to make a nigger and they put in things like don't have a dad, attack white people, steal and all of those other ignorant things. So people contacted their high school and their high school basically kicked them out and then obviously they had applied to go to universities and then obviously some of those universities are going to be reluctant to take them on and I understand the outrage. I really, really do. I understand the outrage because they were so brazen in their racism. And then to begin with, they didn't want to apologize. They were only apologizing because they got caught. I completely understand the frustration. But at the same time, I feel like a cure for ignorance is not going to be removing them from education. How is removing them from education going to make them be able to reintegrate society as more tolerant human beings? that will basically just ostracize them further and push them further into the fringes of the racist community.
1: So what would you have thought was a better way to address that type of situation?
0: I feel like educate them. They're 17, 18 years old. They're imbeciles. They're completely ignorant. And that was shown in what they were saying. But I don't feel like kicking them out of school is going to help.
1: Yeah. No, I I don't know. I think even as 17 and
0: that punishment just doesn't help society at all
1: yeah but I also think that at 17 18 yes you're an idiot but you should also know that there are consequences for your actions so no I don't believe that they're always they're going to be out of high school for the rest of their lives and they're never going to be able to go back to school even go to university but I think it was important for them to see that you can't behave like a dickhead and get away with it Like there are real consequences when you behave like a dickhead. Mm. But I also don't think that it's in anyone's like, I don't think that it's in our place to constantly educate white people. I honestly believe that if you're not that not to educate, I think if you come with the right energy to learn, to ask questions, then yes. But if somebody is making a video using those negative connotations about the black community to make a black person they've already formed their ideas those ideas have come from places wherever wherever those ideas have come from they trust me the internet is big enough for you to see that there are black people like you and I who are who have our dads who have never been to prison who don't get into fights mm-hmm. i mean i do sometimes
0: but <laughs> when <laughs>
1: In your head, in the shower. In my head. In my head. I, I get into fights sometimes, okay, who are chill, who are just normal people, who are doctors, lawyers, even presidents of a whole nation, Barack Obama, mm. with his wife. I think there is enough information out there for someone to, of anybody, not not just a white person, anyone, to go out and re-educate themselves. I don't think that should be our job. And honestly, yes it's not okay that they're out of education, but these types of people, they're not willing to learn. This is not, they, I think they literally did that video for clickbait because black rage sells. I've told you that millions of times. Black rage sells. People are going to get angry. They're going to share the videos. What's that? What's going to happen? Views go up. They're going to continue to make racist content because black rage sells. We get angry, but instead of completely ignoring the content, we'll like perpetuate it. I know. The, the
0: the thing is there is no perfect answer for this because i'm just i'm just trying to think in an ideal world we, we don't live in an ideal world we live in a world that's not fair but in an ideal world yeah. i think because I, I i whenever people tell me something i always try and fix it and i'm like okay but then if you said if they're not willing to learn then they're just not willing to learn
1: they're not willing to learn i do. think there is a difference between somebody saying to me like i've had my white friends say to me so why can't i say the n-word and like people ask that all the time i don't think there's anything wrong in saying because it has negative connotations you know it was used by you know white people against slaves and it wasn't used in a positive way it was used in a derogatory way and it shouldn't you shouldn't continue to use that word because of the history now if that person has now continued to agitate me and say, no, I'm going to use this word. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. Then there's nothing more I can do because mm. I've told them the information and they still don't care.
0: I think you the know? perspective that I'm coming from is in it's America, which is basically Trump's America. Yeah. If there are people out there with these opinions just running wild, running free. Yeah. what's going to happen to the future of, of that country what's going to happen to the future of that community like I understand it is labor it is labor to have to go out and educate people but if these people are going to grow up and vote a certain way in a certain direction and that and those communities are growing uh, I'm trying to find a cure yeah. for racism I'm not smart enough for this goodness <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest, that's what i just realized that I'm trying to do <laughs> <laughs> no you're really trying to do it and I was thinking I'm sorry I don't think high school is the answer unfortunately I think it I think it takes effort from both ends to want to make a change I don't think it's enough for, I don't I, I don't think it's enough for us to say let's educate them because how how many times do we we can't even tell them not to say a word there was, they still continue to say it despite mm. us constantly telling them why we don't want them to say the word so what else can we do We can't even tell them to see us. They don't want to see us. Because I'm even just
0: thinking now that their parents, in order for them to be so brazen about it, they must have come from a background of racism and they're going to go on to have children that are racist. And that's multiplication. That means (laughs) I'm trying to balance the the voting books.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's really sad. But you know what? We just have to hope that the next generation, there isn't as many racists like there's always going to be racist people unfortunately there's always going to be homophobic people there's always going to be stupid people there's always going to be colorist people there's always going to be ignorant people even within the black community there's a lot of re-education that needs to be done so we just have to put things in place like being open I think the most the best way we can solve it is just to be open not to be defensive about what every person says like sometimes people are not trying to be racist sometimes people are not trying to trigger us it's like okay let's be open and have an honest conversation about this and see where it takes us
0: so are you saying that if someone has had a racist past but they have a willingness to correct their behavior and a willingness to learn then that is what can allow them to have a a clean slate going forward
1: absolutely a sinner has a future a saint has a past if God can look down on us and forgive us for all the atrocities that we commit every single day, who am I to say, you you can't change because in the past you were racist? Mm. Anybody can be anything. I'm sure I've offended so many communities by stupid actions that I've taken. Like, I remember even as a 16-year-old saying, oh my God, gay people are gross. As a young child, I used to say that and then my friend who was in the year below me came out to me she told me that she was gay no she told me she was bisexual and ever since then i was like damn if she's bisexual and she's my friend can i really still hold those disgusting thoughts about them like no Mm. because that would mean I think the same way about my friend and I care about my friend and she's not a disgusting person she's not gross and she she would literally introduce me to her girlfriends and stuff like that that long ago Mm. but of course it shouldn't have to take someone coming out to you or whatever but I'm just saying like it takes a willingness to say you know to me I, I could have said to her don't ever speak to me again Mm -hmm. because of the way you are but it was like okay let me step back I was still young I was 16 what do I know as a 16 year old nothing I've never experienced life beyond the four walls of my house and my school literally what else do I know
0: I think I'm still trying to be like Okay, so what can I do to accelerate the learning process? What can I do to instill a willingness to learn? Because I think I'm I'm genuinely nervous because I'm going to have children in this world and I'm very dark-skinned. So regardless of what race person I end up having children with, my children will come out at medium brown at least.
1: Do you know what we're going to do? We're going to rock up on them and beat their (laughs) mums. That's what we're going to do. If anybody, and I mean anyone comes for leah's kids listen to this podcast i will come for your mothers i won't even bother myself with you <laughs> every <laughs> time you look at your mom's black eye you remember you don't disrespect miss amonya's kids do you hear me <laughs> 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 that is what we will do we will beat their mums we don't we don't care about the kids because we know the source the source <laughs> we go hard. to fight the mums i'm not even kidding
0: this has been such an interesting discussion <laughs> we've dotted all over the place yeah like what did we even start off talking about i can't remember anymore
1: uh, I think we were talking about work and purpose.
0: And oh yeah, like yeah, Goodness. yeah. Goodness. We've 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 tried to tackle productivity. We've tried to find a cure for racism. We have <laughs> we have tried <laughs> to <failed>. end <laughs> just ended with violence. <laughs> <laughs> we've tried to end cancel culture. We've just okay, we've basically just identified things that we what the world needs to work on. We've we've relinquished. We're like, we don't have the power for for all that.
1: <sighs> so our two pence is that. We're just mere mortals. There's nothing we can do to change the world.
0: <laughs> and yet...
1: <laughs> we and still yet. try, okay? Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just... The weight of the world is on my shoulders. Because <laughs> no, I do genuinely think about, like, what kind of place are my children going to inherit? The views that are going to be around. Like, I know that I can't... I think that I just need to have them and then try and fix the people in their direct vicinity.
1: Yeah. That's all you can do. I think we are lucky enough that our kids will grow up in a place where there will be more freedoms available to them. Like, even though it won't be the perfect utopia where they're going to be seen as equals to their white counterparts, it's still going to be much better than the world that you and I grew up in are still growing up in. And we have the capacity now to educate them. And we have the willingness to educate and teach and also fight. I think our parents were maybe, <laughs> where maybe our parents instilled in us imposter syndrome and learning your place and not upsetting the white people. I think we'll teach our kids the opposite, which is like, you belong there. This they're not, they're, Nobody's better than you because of their race or their class. Mm-hmm. Like you belong wherever, wherever you find yourself is your place. And honestly, I think you should just, I think we should just focus On that, like, focus on building our children to the to be the best possible kids. Obviously, like, they're going to meet people who are going to be trash, but we would hope that with the love and kindness that we show them, they'll always come to us, and we can always mitigate those circumstances as we as we meet them.
0: Yeah. And on that note, that's actually a positive note. There's so many times we've been like, and on that note, and it's been like negative and depressing, but that is a positive outlook of the future yes we will see you in the next episode
1: in the next episode oh yeah by the way Mm -hmm. we're not doing weekly episodes anymore so we're going to be releasing them bi-weekly now Mm -hmm. we hope that you stay with us and you still listen but yeah we're just trying to navigate podcasting under quarantine in two different countries so yes we hope you've enjoyed this episode
0: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at r2pence. That's O-U-R, the number two, P-E-N-C-E. That's r2pence on Instagram and Twitter.
1: I've been Vivian.
0: And I've been Leah. Um, We will see you in the next episode. Bye.
1: Bye!